Hi everyone, I'm Patricia, the president of MacPsych, the Macquarie University Psychology Society, and I'm joined with Naomi Lee for our first ever episode of MacPsych's new podcast. Our first episode is called A First Year's Guide to Psychology, a Valedictorian's Perspective. Now to introduce our special guest for today, Naomi Lee is a 2022 Macquarie University graduate, having studied psychology honours and earned the prestigious title of valedictorian. Currently, she holds positions as an academic tutor and an Indigenous Tutorial Assistance Scheme tutor. Naomi's involvement extends to research, note-taking, and peer-assisted learning and leadership roles at the university. Notably, she's also served as a domestic violence caseworker and family support worker, showcasing her commitment to making a positive impact in the community. With her impressive accomplishments and unwavering commitment, Naomi is a valuable asset to both the academic realm and the wider community. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us on our first episode today, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. I'm very excited to be here. No worries. Thanks so much for joining us. So on today's episode, Naomi will be talking about how to manage first-year psychology, what to expect, and any tips and tricks that she's picked up along the way. So jumping into the questions for today. So uh, could you share a personal experience of being a first-year psychology student? What were some of the challenges faced and how did you overcome them? Absolutely. Well, for me, um, I came into uni at 21 and I'd actually dropped out of high school. So I didn't finish high school, hadn't been oh studying. Gosh. Yeah, hadn't been studying for a very long time. So I remember my first day being totally overwhelmed, um, as is probably very natural. Um, but then I remember coming to the class and everyone else looked really overwhelmed as well. So yeah. that was a little bit, <laughs> yeah. um, a little bit reassuring. Uh, but I think it's very normal for the first day, couple of weeks, couple of months to be extremely overwhelming. Uh, coming to uni, it's a very new setting, regardless of whether you've you've come straight out of high school or or not. Um, I think definitely some of the challenges I faced were overcoming that um, sense of am I in the right Am I in the right place? Am I going to succeed at this? Um, what's it going to be like? And I think that honestly just took time. Uh, I, I think it's something that you get familiar with the more you spend at uni, the more you meet other people at uni. Um, but the other thing that I found was very, very new to me was essay writing. Yeah. And even from the people that I've spoken to who finished year 12 and then went into uni, essay writing is very different. The process is very different from high school. And I found that throwing myself into educating myself on how to write essays, how to tackle assignments in a, at a university level was really helpful. So there's a course that Macquarie University offers and many universities offer called academic communications um, or at other universities it might be called something similar. And that essentially teaches you how to, um, how to, how to approach assignment writing, how to approach essays. Found that really helpful. But even just watching YouTube, um, looking up Khan Academy for, for yeah. more maths related yeah. things, doing extra research outside of uni to kind of build those skills was really, really helpful for me and really set a good foundation for the rest of my four years at uni. Yeah, definitely. There's some really great tips. And so how can a first year student manage that difficult transition from high school to those university level studies? Yeah, as I, as I say, I, I think it really is time and just commitment and I think if you're underconfident when you first get to uni because it is really scary but for a lot of people you probably remember finishing year six and then thinking you were the the king of primary school and then you get into high school and you're at the bottom of the food chain again it's a little bit like that but you just have to stick with it you just have to you just have to keep going and with time it does get a lot easier 
But I also think making an effort to meet other people in your cohort can help normalize those feelings because everyone struggles with that transition. It's very normal to struggle with that transition. So having the support around you from other people who are going through that that similar phase of life, but also if you can, meeting older students who have been there and done that, they have a lot of wisdom, a lot of advice on how to how to get through that period. But I think the main takeaway is just stick with it and it, it does get easier. Yeah, definitely. I think um, uh, we just had open day recently and mm. the students were asking me whether they should do Zoom classes or in-person classes. And mm. I can't recommend in-person classes enough. Yes. I, when I started uni, my first year was all on Zoom. It wasn't yeah. an option for me, yeah. but it just wasn't the same as being in person. You know, you get to really interact with people and forming those connections is really important. Yeah, absolutely not. And even um, some of my friends, like I, I finished uni last year, uh, but some of the friends I met in my first year classes are some of my closest friends to this day. And that was that was over four years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I think that it really makes a difference if you are willing to put yourself out there, talk to people in classes, even joining uni societies to, to make those connections. Um, I agree doing it online is a lot harder. So if you can avoid doing it online, yeah. that's, that's best. Yeah. Um, but even online, there are ways to make those connections for sure. Yeah, definitely. And how can students effectively manage their time and balance social life, work life and academic life? Because, you know, as we've seen, you've done a lot in your <laughs> university life. So how can they do that? Yeah, I think this question comes up so much. And I think the reason it comes up so much is what people are really asking is how can I perfectly, perfectly complete academia? How can I perfectly achieve at work? How can I perfectly achieve in my social life and get, you know, the eight hours sleep every night? And the answer is you just can't. Like you actually just can't do that. And so I think for me, something that I had to come to terms with was cutting perfection. Like that's not, that wasn't my goal anymore. It started as my goal because I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to be on top of everything. And you can't. And I think you have to choose what's most important to you. And actually for me, I, you know, I did very well at uni, but I think the reason I did well at uni was I actually decided I'm not aiming for perfection. I'm actually going to look after myself as well. Um, in my first year, I was chasing perfection. I actually got the worst grades that I got in any other year. Oh, wow. yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Because I was not, I was not having a day off. I was not committing to getting the amount of sleep that I needed. I wasn't committing yeah. to, you know, catching up with my friends and family more regularly. And it was when I decided to cut back on on chasing perfection and actually try to look after myself more and do things that I cared about, like seeing my nieces and nephews and my siblings and my friends, that I actually did better at yeah. uni. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The balance is very important. Yes, Absolutely. Um, so what are some effective study techniques that you found helpful during your time at uni and after that you use? Yeah, very good question. There's so many. Um, I think the ones that I consistently, uh, did and found really helpful was there's something called the Pomodoro technique. If you guys mm-hmm, have heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So for the listeners, the, the Pomodoro technique is you do, you commit to a certain amount of time that you study and then you get a short break and then you go back to studying yeah. and then a short break. And then you do that a couple of times and then you have a longer break. Um, for me, I would do like an hour study, 10 minute break, hour study, 10 minute break, etc. Mm. Uh, and I used, you can literally just Google Pomodoro timer. There's, yeah, there's timers yeah. that do it automatically. I found that so helpful. Um, and 
a big reason why that's helpful is if you're struggling with motivation, you can just set a shorter study period. Like just commit to doing 15 minutes of study. Yeah. And that is sometimes less overwhelming than committing to, yeah. you know, the whole hour. So it, it feels more achievable and it kind of gets that ball rolling. Um, and the other thing, and I guess this kind of is in answer to the last question as well, is actually trying to limit the amount of work that I'm doing outside of uni. And I know for a lot of people that is not, you know, it's easier said than done because we need to make money. But I think ideally if you can max working two to three days mm-hmm. a, a week, I, I didn't ever work more than three days a week. And that three days was <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. hectic, yeah. <laughs> trying to balance full-time uni. But if you can limit that, I think that's really helpful uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, and previously you mentioned um, that you have to prioritize well-being as well. It's not just all about academics. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can students prioritize their well-being while being committed to academic goals as well? I think that's a, it's a really good question. And I think something that I definitely struggled with was allowing myself to take time off. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, it was this, uh, and as you'll find, probably many psychology students struggle with perfection is what I found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I found it was really challenging to actually say to myself, look, I'm going to have this day off. But it really is important. I really mean it when I say it's really important to take time for yourself. Um, and I also think the other thing is asking for help. Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with this, but I think especially if the goal is, I know a lot of people studying psychology, but the goal isn't ultimately to become a psychologist, but for a lot of people it is. And if your goal is to get into client-facing psychology work, if you're expecting your clients to ask for help, then it helps to have experience yourself asking for help as well. Yeah, I think it's really important to um, model the behaviours that you want to show to your clients in the future and try to integrate that in your own life. So for me... There were times when I really struggled at uni because of external factors and I had a psychologist that I would see as well. Um, But even just talking to my friends, if I was really not coping with things, it it was really helpful for me to just say, look, I'm struggling at the moment. Can we catch up for coffee? Mm -hmm. Um, Even reaching out to unit conveners or getting extensions on assignments. If you really need that, don't be afraid to ask for it. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good Good point. <laughs> uh, and are there any extracurricular activities or opportunities within the psychology field that you'd recommend for first year students? And uh, how can they get involved, gain that practical experience outside the classroom? Mm, so lots of different opportunities. Um, and I think especially if the goal is to get into a master's program or, or postgraduate mm-hmm. program, having experience outside of psychology, the, the undergrad itself is really important. Um, for me, I did a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did some employment work. I did some volunteer work. I tried to get some research experience. Um, as you mentioned earlier, some of the employment that I, I worked in and loved those jobs was uh, I worked as a family support worker with drug and alcohol. Uh, and I also worked as a domestic violence caseworker in a women's shelter. Yeah. Uh, some of those jobs are a little bit harder to get at the very beginning, mm-hmm. Uh having I I got those jobs in my third and fourth year so I had a bit more uh, education under my belt 
you're more hireable at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even in my first year, I worked as reception at a psychology clinic, which was really awesome experience. And I got to meet lots of really great psychologists. Um, And even at the moment, uh, I'm having a bit of a gap year before I go back to study. And at the moment, I'm volunteering with St. Vincent de Paul Society, Mm. working with homeless people and really, really loving that. Um, yeah. But you can also, I've, some of my friends have volunteered with Lifeline, helping mm-hmm. people who are who are experiencing suicidal ideation or just going through a hard time. Um, there's also the Raise Foundation where you can mentor a youth who's struggling at high school. So, so many opportunities, both paid and volunteer, that are both fulfilling but also yeah. will really help with experience and uh, look really good on your resume. Not that yeah. that's the main goal, but they do. <laughs> it's a little bonus. <laughs> it's a little bonus. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have a lot of first years as well that uh, come to me and they say, does it get any better than this? You know, it's really <laughs> difficult. It's really overwhelming. And I completely understand mm. first year is really overwhelming. I think it's mm. because the subjects that are given to us are very just theory, theory, this, that, it's everything yes. put together. And then it gets a bit more spaced out mm. after that. So mm. whenever I give advice to first years, it's that stick it out a little bit in first year. Yeah. It's meant to be a little bit difficult, but then you get a bit more specific as years go on. Yeah. So um, from your perspective, what uh, strategies or techniques can students use to maintain that motivation and enthusiasm uh, throughout their first year? I think you just gave the perfect advice to first students, <laughs> first year students. It really is a matter of sticking it out. And I yeah. know it's really hard. And I remember my first year, I had so many questions about, am I in the right degree? Yeah. I'm having to learn about brain neurons. Yeah. I don't care about brain neurons. I mean, no offense to anyone listening who loves brain neurons. I'm really sorry. I'm the um, exact same. Neuroscience is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And even a lot of people get into psychology and then all of a sudden they're doing maths and yes. statistics yeah. and they didn't they didn't expect yeah, that. Yeah, that's another complaint as well. A huge, <laughs> a huge complaint. And you know what? I actually, I, I grew to really love the degree, but I don't mm-hmm. think I started out that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I did find it really hard to keep motivation in my first year. But what I said to myself was, I don't know whether I will love it or hate it. I actually can't tell what this will be like in the future. And the only way for me to know that is to keep going with it. And I'm so glad I kept going with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be unrealistic. For some people, they they will genuinely, they might get into their second year and think, look, I actually am not enjoying this. And that's okay. There Mm -hmm. are so many options outside of psychology where you can do similar work. You can be a mental health occupational therapist. You can Mm -hmm. be a social worker. You Mm -hmm. can be anything you can be a psychiatrist although that takes like 15 years so maybe don't um (laughs) yeah 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 there are so many there are so many other options as well but I'm really glad I stuck with it Mm -hmm. and part of what helped me stick with it is in my first year um you can do this in many different ways but what I did was I compiled a little collage of of photos that kind Mm -hmm. of aligned with my values and helped me like for instance, one of the photos was um, like nature and connecting with nature. And I had a photo of um, like a, a, a therapy. This sounds ridiculous, but it actually really helped. I had a photo of a therapy session between mm-hmm. a, a client and a therapist because for me, I was like, I really want to help people. That's where I want to get. Yeah. And yeah, I have to do maths and yeah, I have to learn about stupid brain neurons, yeah. <laughs> but this is going to get me where I want to be. And so I had, I had these things that I loved and that I wanted to work into my life in the future. So, you know, nature, family, 
and my my job as well within yeah. that client facing space and i set this as my desktop background on my computer so every time i opened it to study yeah i was reminding myself why am i here why am i doing this yeah um and and i found that really helped but at the same time there are going to be periods where you're not motivated mm-hmm. and I think the challenge with not just psychology but any degree is learning to stick with it even when you don't feel the motivation mm-hmm. because there were plenty of times I woke up some days and was like, I really, the last thing I want to do is work on this assignment. Yeah. I promise you the last thing I want to do <laughs> is work on this assignment and you just you just have to find a way that helps you do that even without the motivation yeah. because the more you practice that, mm-hmm. the more the motivation will come. You actually have to practice before the motivation. You shouldn't expect for the motivation to come before the practice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And are there any common misconceptions or myths about studying psychology um, that you'd like to address for our first year students? So many, so (laughs) many, so many. I think a lot of people, and I I say this partly because these are some things that I believed coming coming into the unit, but also as a a tutor now, I speak to a lot of first-year psychology students and I have to sometimes break their hearts with with these myths. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing is that a psychology degree is not a counselling degree. Mm -hmm. I had like one elective counselling unit that wasn't even mandatory as part of my my course. Uh, It is really science theory research focused I would say mm-hmm. um, so it's different from what I expected but I'm also I also think it was so valuable and I'm really glad that I, I learned these things that I wasn't expecting to learn I really see the value in them and I think it does help you be a, a better practitioner if that's the end goal um, the other thing is that you're not going to have to do maths you're going to have to do a lot of maths yeah. statistics yeah. is is a big part of psychology you do statistics every year yeah um, thankfully, there are so many resources at the uni. There are, mm-hmm. You can talk to your tutors. You can talk to other people in your year group. You can get through it even if you're not a maths person. Yeah. I did general maths up until year 10. I'm pretty sure I failed it and then I dropped out of high school oh, wow. and then came into uni. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And I still made it. I still made it. I still yeah. graduated. I still got good grades. So you can do it. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is that... You can, and I've met a lot of people who said, I didn't really have to try in high school and Mm -hmm. I just did really well. And that's what I expected when I came to uni. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. Even if you, your your baseline at high school was like minimum effort, but you still got really good grades. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. minimum effort in uni and especially psychology will not cut it. Yes. And a lot of people find that they did really well in high school and they're getting passes at uni because they haven't put in more effort. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really big thing is even if it's – I hope that's not overwhelming to anyone listen, but even, listening, but even if you commit to a certain amount of time each week and you say, I'm just going to study or attend classes or do these things for this set time each week and I'm going to be consistent with it, you can get good grades. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all I did. Yeah. I just committed to yes. doing – between two to four hours a day, which is actually not a huge amount, yeah. right? People work full-time 40 hours a week. Yeah. I was not doing that. I was doing a lot less work than a full-time job and I still got very good grades because I did it consistently. Mm-hmm. So I think recognising that, yeah, uni is a little bit harder than high school, but it's not impossible. Yeah, it's yeah. achievable. It's most. so achievable. It's yeah. so achievable. But don't come into uni thinking that, you can just not attend classes and hand in your assignments late yeah. because you will probably have to repeat some subjects yeah. and that's really not fun. <laughs> not fun, not fun. 
Okay, so our final question for today. So looking back on your own first year, what's something you'd wish you had known or done differently? I feel like this is really becoming the theme of this podcast <laughs> for me, but is I, 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 it is that I wish I had let go of the perfection thing earlier. Yeah. And I think for my first two years in psychology, I really chased good grades. Mm-hmm. I really chased good grades. And I just, I think I did that at the sacrifice of other things that I really valued, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to catching up with family because my family lived an hour away and because I had, I'd get so overwhelmed with assignments and exams and everything else going on and hours drive there and hours drive back just felt like mm-hmm. too much. And so mm-hmm. my contact with the people that I really cared about and my, you know, my circle um, really got neglected. Um, and I didn't feel good about that. I didn't feel like I was in contact with my support system in the way that I wanted to be. Um, yeah. And I think the other thing is I really limited the amount of work I was doing because I wanted to focus on getting good grades. Mm-hmm. And it was like maybe second year when I was like, why the heck am I wanting to get such good grades? Yeah. Who am I doing this? Like, yeah. what's the point? And I really mean, I know that I, I did, did well in uni at the end, but like, I actually don't really care about that. I'm just yeah. really stoked that I graduated and mm-hmm. that I'm pursuing the, the career that I wanted yeah. to pursue. Yeah, um, getting HDs in every subject is a stupid goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it, I'm, I'm glad that I set high standards for myself because I think that that contributes to me being a better practitioner mm-hmm. and, and having more knowledge in subjects that can really help people. Mm-hmm. But to just have a, a good letter on your transcript, I don't think, I, I regret that that was my goal yeah. in my first couple of years. Yeah. And I'm glad that I recognized that in my second year and really pulled back on that and asked myself what, what really matters to me. So I think I would just encourage anyone starting out in psychology or, or wherever you are in psychology to say, what are your goals? Are they realistic? Where do they come from? Why, like, why are they your goals? Is it, is it perfectionism? Is it self-esteem? Is it, uh, is it a, for something bigger than yourself? Is it, are you happy with why you have those goals? Mm -hmm. And if you're not happy with why you have those goals, how can you change those goals to be more aligned with your values? Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, It's a good point for everyone to start reflecting. (laughs) um, Yeah, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Your time and attention is deeply appreciated and we're thrilled to have had you on this uh, journey with us. Um, Of course, a special thank you goes out to Naomi uh, for your invaluable contributions, sharing your personal experiences and profound insights into the world of psychology. Stay tuned for more captivating content in the future. Until then, thank you for your time and enthusiasm, and we can't wait to connect with you again.